0: Hello and welcome to today's Cash and Treasury Management Friday Club. We are going to be focusing on the key lessons from the Eurofinance Conference in Budapest last week. And my guests today are two well-known assistant treasurers, Ben Talvin from Global Operations in Corning Treasury, and Valle Dentroff, Assistant Treasurer, Treasury Operations at Danfoss. The theme in Eurofinance was getting on the right side of disruptive innovation which people found a little difficult to get hold of some times, but they've covered most of the areas in Treasury, including dealing with disruption, centralization, Bitcoin, regs, outsourcing, opening accounts, and so on. Bengt, what was your key take from the conference? What was the thing that was most interesting to you?
1: Uh, The piece that was most interesting to me is that we're still talking about things that I think we should have done or did Fifteen to 20 years ago, it seems like a lot of corporations are coming in, doing centralized treasury, doing all the basic cash management in the company netting processes, etc. And they're doing it today. And I went to the conference really to get an update because I haven't been there for a couple of years. And I wanted to see what should I have as a vision because I'm putting a white paper vision together. And I want to get the ideas out of that conference to say, what have I missed? And I don't think I've missed anything. That's fu- somehow funny you say
2: say that, because that's really much my impression as, as well, because I was basically participating for the same reason to say, OK, what's new and well, anything that we haven't done that, what we need to do. What we were talking about, what we were hearing about was basically the, th- the things we have done. Yeah, but uh, there
0: were some new things, like Bloomberg introduced the newest technology there into treasury management systems on the Bloomberg platform. The yeah. Bitcoin and, and the cryptocurrencies, they're causing real issues.
1: So, so for corporations, Paul, how much of the issue is Bitcoin really causing for corporations. I I can't see corporations kind of getting into Bitcoin. I mean we got other issues to deal with.
0: Okay so what are the issues that they dealt with? Okay it's repeating but what are the issues that were really dealt with at the conference that you took something away from it?
1: So I agree with Bloomberg. I think Bloomberg is one of the most interesting treasure management systems development during the last 10 years as far as I'm concerned. They've mm. got a great backbone. They've got a lot of modules in their backbone, great feeds, mark-to-market valuations, and all the good stuff that a lot of the basic treasure management systems are missing, but also have the strength to drive it to become a really good, complete comprehensive treasury management solution for corporations. And they got the strength, financial strength to develop it over a period of time, if that's what they want to do.
0: That's always the issue with Bloomberg, is whether they, they want to focus on it. How did you say it?
2: Yeah, I, 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 what I see is, and, and that's also kind of part of what Bloomberg is doing, that the new things are, it's not that new, but, but anyway, new trends, is uh, I think, that more and more will go into so-called cloud-based solutions. Or services, services you, you don't host yourself. Um, you could argue, well, it's new, perhaps not, but I guess the way of connecting to these uh, solutions are getting smarter.
1: And also, I mean, Bloomberg has got something that a lot of treasure management systems are struggling with, which is the whole valuation for accounting. You know, how, how do you get the mark to market valuations done? What are the tools out in the market that we all rely on? Well, we are going back to Bloomberg to do a number of market to market validation against the basic treasure management systems we've got installed just to ensure that we've got the check and balance yeah. and, and you know it's it's all of that stuff that I think Bloomberg could cut, bring to the table mm. a complete and end to end solution
2: but but that's of course because they are that close to 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 market the data that that it's easy for them to, or easier for them to do, and you don't need to struggle with uploading a lot of Different things and that's of course again shows me yes these cloud-based solutions have some strengths that, that, that is uh, interesting to look at moving, moving forward so basically yes if I should do some of the same things again which we have done I would probably look more into cloud-based solutions that we did originally but the big question is of course how ready are these solutions are they really ready or are they still early birds, so to speak?
1: You know, my, my guess is that it still is early for them. Uh, but yeah. the fact that they're entering the, the, the radar screen is, is very interesting, to certainly to me. Um, but but the other piece I think that we're missing in, in some of the technology today is that we've got islands of different technology solutions, but... They rarely integrate, well, you're, and I expected to see a lot of corporates standing up saying, you know, we've done a fully-fledged integration of technology to mm. take the front-end dealing systems, integrated into the back office, integrated into the deal confirmation and settlement structures with SwiftNet and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah you can argue
2: regardless which solution you, you have, uh, have taken, you will still have some integration issues. It's, it's more a question to where they are. Uh, if you have done as we have do- did, uh, we took the SAP solution, then you are fine in the integration to accounting. But integration f- to the outside world is not as good.
1: Everything is, of course, doable, but it, it, it adds costs. You know, you yeah, no, absolutely right there. But the, the whole, when I look at the, the future vision I'm having, I'm looking at the technology-based solution where you're looking at streamlined interfaces, you're looking at mm. less manual activity, because the manual activity always causes problems. Yeah. It's you know, er- errors or workload cost or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that, that something is holding it back, and I can't pinpoint why mm. corporates are going so slow on these things.
0: It's it's very costly, though, isn't it? It's not simple, any of this, anymore.
1: And, and I guess that's part of the, of the answer,
2: yes, because... Of course, it's easy to to present whatever system, it can do this and that, and you can get it in red or black or or yellow or whatever color you want, but it's down to the details where all the trouble starts.
1: But I think that's also where, where, so there are two facets to that uh, statement, I think. One is that Treasury is not showing enough contribution on the other side of the cost line, right? So where are the benefits? And yeah. secondly, the other side is, and I think that's where Bloomberg could make a difference, is there are very few well-integrated solutions in the market today where you actually can go out and get a turnkey solution. You're still in the struggle of putting the piecemeal together yourself. You know?
2: Yeah, it's more frames you are buying than uh, <laughs> than systems that that's we really work from day one.
0: But with the cloud systems aren't you getting more integration? Because my impression is that some of the TMS providers have stopped developing new modules. They're integrating other people's modules into their overall functionality rather than trying to develop everything themselves. Isn't
1: that a a, a way forward? It could be. You know, from my prior days, Jack, you know, when, when you're buying a different application and trying to integrate it into another application, you know, you've got bad connectivity often between the two modules or two applications when you're trying to merge them. And I I often see that, my perception is that the acquisitions that are happening in the market today is more to take out competition than to to, uh, build better applications. I haven't, you know, I do think you're right about one thing because I heard one bank say that they are looking at reducing the spend on uh, trading platforms for, in their own name, so to speak, because there are trading platforms being developed in the market now that are generic. So you got my treasure 360T, and a few others, right? And so you can have a much better complete solution from a corporate standpoint instead of having two, three applications that are bank-specific. You could get a generic Trading platform which would much better integrate uh, because you only need to manage one interface, so to speak. And I think that that's true. Uh, so, from that angle, I think the real benefits coming there. I do think the real benefits with the Swiftnet, etc., coming. But I we haven't done Swiftnet yet, but we, we are looking at you know, what is the future. So, when I look at what other corporations have done, I still find that uh, it's hard to get the specifics. And that's something that I missed in, in Hungary, but we couldn't get enough specifics about the technology solution.
0: How about you, Pally? Did you have the same
2: problem? We, we are having, in fact, a Swift Connections. Uh, and, and the funny thing there is that we have an in house bank, SAP in house bank set up, and PCM wire uh, service bureau, and so on. And, and, and yes, that's working seamless. But what we now experience is that the IT guys that were part of the implementation, uh, which have been served as well doing that uh, and also afterwards is now starting to get other jobs. Meaning that if we are having certain things, small things to to, to do, it suddenly starts to become more complexion to, to make these changes.
0: Okay, so if we go back a minute, you uh, didn't really say what your overall take from the Budapest conference <laughs> was. What was the thing that really focused you?
2: Uh, basically, it's it's the same as Beng said. There is really not si- any significant news. It's the same things that have been uh, talked about. Yes, uh, what what I see is starting to to come is these cloud-based solutions. And and, and as I said, it might be early birds. They so might not be uh, good enough yet. But um, I have a strong feeling of that might be this future solution because if you can have these companies doing more generic, generic setups where you don't need to think about how do you connect to bank A, B, C, D, and, and so on. And they do all the formats. Basically, it's about sharing the the resources on, on the IT side.
0: Right, and did, you, um, did um, the SAP's uh, idea of developing a financial services network come to the mm-hmm. fore at all? Is that in your
2: thinking? Yes, it is. We, we we have uh, been in in the, or we are in close contact with SAP as well, but 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 there you have a, a, another issue, and that is if you are going with SAP, you're very stuck that everything more or less has to be SAP. So even though they have opened up, I don't f- see them as sufficiently open yes at least so, so the question is really whether some of these basically smaller providers would be able to give something uh, better something more flexible and i think they have a, a chance here and that that might even be where the theme of, of the budapest conference have an edge that yes there are some new innovators in the market that might take over some uh, of these uh, solutions
0: bitcoin is clearly one the SAP's financial service network is clearly another, um, and SWIFT are trying to work with them and put them in yeah. a corner rather than allow them open field.
2: But but the, the thing here is that they need to ensure that, that it's not too complex. And and that's my concern in respect of the uh, SAP solution, which we, in fact, have been looking quite close into. It's quite complex still, and i had had a chance to... to Compare with with another provider, uh, a small provider, and it seems very, very much uh, less complex uh, compared to, to the FSN solution.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that you know what we are all in a role are talking about. How do we make that environment less costly? How do we make it less complex? How do we find standardized solutions? Yeah, uh, and. So, you know, you get somebody that is the front end to your dealing, but in mm-hmm. a comprehensive manner, you know, there's a standardized interface to the next level of systems you're using. And at the back end, when you're sending confirmations or cash or whatever it is out, but mm-hmm. even there you've got standardized interfaces. So it's a plug and play rather than buy and develop.
0: Yeah, that's the dream. It, can I just... Turn the subject a little bit. Carol Burnt, the RBS um, new head of Global Treasury uh, Services, was talking at the beginning about the new normal. And in particular, all the banks, major banks, are decreasing their general investment. They're cutting down the number of countries. And she was saying that we're going to have to have new form of partnerships, rather like the airlines. How do you both see this? Because mostly partnership banking has been an
2: anathema to you. I guess it depends on how how good they are in doing this partnering because looking into the past, I think we have seen a lot of bank partnering and then unpartnering again and partnering with some, some new partners. And and if that's uh, the case, I don't see a big value for us in it. Then I would uh, r- rather have the the uh, di- direct contact to to the banks and need.
1: No, and I, and I would agree there because uh, and I actually look at SWIFTNet as a great tool to do that in the way that you you are not bank dependent when you're sending your files etc. Out if you're mm-hmm. a regional provider today, you are kind of dependent on that bank to feed feed the network with, with what you're sending out, including the partner banks, but. I, I absolutely see that, you know, once SwiftNets starts to penetrate the market more and more, why would you pick a region partner that isn't complete? I mean, nothing that I've seen from the partner-bank relationships has been good or perfect, so to speak. You always find a few cracks somewhere along the line that you didn't expect. But as part- the banks withdraw,
0: and they are, um, yeah. mm-hmm. there's been articles in the Financial Times and Wall Street Journal and so on, um, and Chris... Um, Skinner referred to it uh, in one of the presentations. um, You're going to have to go more direct to local banks.
1: Are you are you absorbing? I, I think. I think in overall, Jack. You know, there are enough big banks out in the markets in overall to compensate. So, if you take a region like Europe, if your your preferred partner doesn't cover certain countries, you know it. Except for when you're talking about North Africa, except will worst. You know, once you hit North Africa, you're probably uh, allocated to a few French banks, maybe. But I mean, otherwise, I think you will find coverage by one of the main banks in overall. And and I don't think it. I think that will help uh, when SWIFTnet is rolled out. Certainly, I think it will help us in overall to be less dependent. You can mm. pick certain countries where your preferred partner doesn't do. A good enough job. Can I, I turn the subject again?
0: Regulation inevitably came up, the regulation from Basel III, Dodd-Frank and so on. Did you learn anything about what to do about managing regulation? Were there <laughs> new things there?
1: In overall, I, I think, certainly uh, from our side, uh, we, we spoke a little about it, but you know, the, the problem was to find enough time uh, during the conference, which I think is all this initiative. what I would have expected would have been more selling of tools to help you to re- do the reporting so to speak more more actively you know from from suppliers at the stands uh, but it didn't look like the the regulatory reporting was what they pushed as a selling point uh, i don't know about the rest of you. Uh, how no.
2: Yeah, in fact, that's one of the areas where I was a bit surprised. Yes, there were some providers uh, you could talk with, but there were really no solutions showing how how you should cope with this. And I guess so far, it's just a pain.
1: Oh, absolutely, it is a pain. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's very manual for us, and we're changing the formats, et cetera. Uh, You know, system suppliers seems to be developing tools in the background, but... It's a bit too slow for our liking and, and, and it is a pain. But I also saw an article the other day is that it, is it, it's just a very small percentage of, in Europe, VM, EM, EMir seems to be a bit of a problem for the, for the regulators because it, only a small percentage of transactions match up today.
2: Yeah. And that's, uh, that has been one of our challenges as well. If we try to go into this reporting bureau um, and, and verify the data which are coming in there. It's, it's, it's more or less impossible.
1: Uh, but it, but either it,
2: either they, you can't come into the system, it's blocked due to run re- some reason, or they are not updated with the data which uh, has been sent to them. And so that, you that's
1: interesting you're saying that because I spoke to one of the companies at the conference which is involved in the reporting and they uh, basically said that corporates are more obliging than, than banks are when it comes down to reporting. And Italy, okay. a, Italy apparently has got some rules regarding FX transactions, but then was considered to be FX, they considered to be loans and deposits or whatever it was. So, you know, they they wouldn't even be reportable based on what somebody said, which sounds strange.
2: In fact, what, what we are doing uh, currently is that we have asked our banks to report whatever we deal with them. Our log is that we don't have uh, any internal deals. So that, that's that's why we can do it this way. But. Basically, we need to, to control whether the reporting do, done by the banks is okay with what we think it should be. <laughs> but we haven't been able to do that at all.
1: Are we are reported, uh, and unfortunately, we don't really do a lot. We, our main transactions would be internal FX transactions rather than uh, external uh, to the European entities. But uh, we are reporting, uh, but it is painful because of a changing. Fact patterns. I think the, wor-
2: the, the, the worst about that is that I, I more or less feel that we get spammed from, <laughs> from, from uh, this reporting bureau about a lot of things, uh, remember, remember this and now this and that is going on. It's really hard to, to keep yourself updated on what is really going on, what is really important and what is not important.
0: Yeah, that's the problem because uh, Thomson Reuters have a log of the number of changes every business day meets up at 130 per day
2: well
0: wow. <laughs> you have difficulty keeping contact anything else that was was really interesting
1: that oh, i haven't yeah I, I have one for you jack supply chain financing <laughs> what i you, banks, you know banks have been trying to sell supply chain finance for so many years <laughs> yes and it's hard from a Treasurer perspective to see a real benefit from it, depending what industry you're in, right? Mm. And I asked a couple of questions during the conference regarding supply chain financing. And the interesting thing is, one was, is supply chain financing more useful in certain industries than others, was one of the questions. The other question was, are the, what are the regulatory aspects that you need to consider if you get into supply chain financing, especially if you want to use your own funding? And in both cases, I get very vague to no real answers. The other piece I find interesting is that if supply chain financing is, is a very useful tool, there seems to be no, there seems to be no suppliers out there of providing a solution directly to corporates because, in the past, you know, the banks have said this is really great for you, this is something you need to do. And when you looked at it, you say, Okay, the benefit is for the bank and, and, and the supplier, but there's no benefit for me, it's just administration. And there's a potential benefit to get a better yield if you could use your own excess cash. But there are no real systems out there. A couple of banks have come up and say, yeah, well, you can do that.
2: Yeah. I think, in fact, there are systems out there. I heard one from, I think it was Siemens. They have, have bank-independent systems to, to handle yeah. this.
0: Prime Revenue is one of the suppliers. Which one is it? Prime Revenue. And there okay. are other suppliers on dynamic discounting. So this was an area that you, you felt wasn't well uh, treated, well uh, discussed.
1: I think over the last X number of years, nobody has really been able to give me a, a good view of what it means, and that would be including what industries are applicable or mainly applicable to mm. supply chain financing. What are the benefits you should be looking at in total? Uh, in the, you know you categorize the benefits depending on where you are on the scale, right? From industry, including if you're cash rich or cash short, etc., and after that saying. What, what are the solutions you should be looking at? How, how should you partner about this? One thing regarding partnering, it could be right to partner with a bank if you're thinking about, I want to partially use my own cash, but if I use my own cash for m a or whatever, I might run out of that excess cash so you need someone else to step into that process because you also yeah. want it to be disjointed. Right? So just
0: moving on a bit, I, the other big two thoughts were, one was talks about centralization and outsourcing, which may be part of the same coin. Did you learn anything in those areas?
1: No oh, Not really, I think. Okay, Ben? Uh, it surprised me that we're still talking about the basic concept. The piece that surprised me, and it surprised me from a prior discussion uh, we had too, Jack, is that outsourcing seems to be creeping up back on the radar screen again. I mean, you know, as you know, we are doing Outsourcing on the treasury side, we're using using Bank of America in Dublin as our outsourcing partner, and we are we are probably one of the few larger companies that are in that arena today. Where, you know, from an overall standpoint, it's efficient, etc. Uh, but very few other corporates have followed suit, so to speak. So, I, I do, do think buy? have you followed suit?
2: Uh, not not in treasury, but but yes, we have a uh, outsourced on on the financial uh, accounting part. Um, and 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 you could argue we are doing a lot of outsourcing when it comes to the components we we use and, and produce. Uh, so, so outsourcing is is a uh, part of of our business model as such, but but we haven't really done it in, in treasury yet. And whether it would would be uh, something we could do might be, but but. It would require that we uh, find something that fits into the way we're doing things. And having said that, you could argue that we are doing some sort of outsourcing. The EMEA reporting, we've asked our banks to to do that. So that's kind of outsourcing, but but it's really small parts. And and I
1: think think the technology piece should enable exactly what you said, more outsourcing, like the trading portals, etc. That's a part of outsourcing as well. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's it's a trade-off between, you know, how much functionality you want to control in-house versus mm-hmm. really outsource. Because some of the functionality you have from a treasure management system might go away slightly uh, when, when you do the outsourcing, depending on how the, what the structure is. Okay, yeah. thank you. We're running out of time, but
0: what's the, your final thought, your single thought? Finally, do you want to start us off in terms of your single tape from Eurofinance
2: through the past? Yeah, my, my, my first thought when I have to reflect this is that there's really not a lot of news uh, going on from year to year. So if you want to, to learn something by joining a, a, a conference like Eurofinance, you don't need to go every year.
1: Okay. Um, thanks. I would agree with the first comment made there. And I think the fact that with Technology is moving so slowly when it comes into full integration and really enablement of of use of technology. If you're looking at, if it's Swift or if it's used, looking at ERP system and integration across the board, it's much slower than I would like it. You know, you look at EBAM as well, right? All of these things, they get thrown up on the radar screen and everybody speaks about and saying, you need to do this now, and five years later, 10 years later, there's still just creeping forward so it seems mm-hmm. to be a lack of in- lack of investment to make that synergy and integration possible